Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Daily Thrones is on the air. You guys came out yesterday with some great answers in response to this uh, situation question. This scenario posed by Kevin from Three Cocktail Questions about the siege of Winterfell and what it might be to hold Winterfell, to defend Winterfell. Is it even possible? And some answers are still coming in. We're going to hear those in a bit. And that's what I love. Uh, I love crawling into those, those, those little nooks and crannies of, of the story. I am, I am personally not huge on the big uh, uh, theories and speculations that go deep. I'll listen to them. I love them. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love listening to them. I love when you guys call into them. That's why I love reacting and analyzing your guys' theories. I myself, and this goes for like Star Wars and other things like that too. I will, I will watch things and go, I liked it. Here's what that meant. Here's the emotional core of the story. Here's why we connected to it. Here's the history and here's the trivia of it. But I kind of leave it up to everyone else to say, well, brands this and this could mean that. Now, Game of Thrones is slightly different than even, say, something like Star, Star Wars because it's built so much on these uh, prophecies. Uh, there's definitely prophecies in Star Wars, the prophecy of the Chosen One. Uh, that is definitely the biggest one. But it's also kind of one of the only ones that they really have to deal with. Game of Thrones is so chock full of them. You can read those books, the Song of Ice and Fire series. You can read them multiple times and still kind of miss some of the theories or not fully understand, have to misinterpret them yourself, have to go back and, and, and listen to them and read them again. I actually just ordered a little book, a little ebook in a paperback form. I ordered off Amazon and, uh, you know, not the greatest written book, but it, uh, it lists everything out. And I was like, I just kind of need this to have the theories in front of me. You can get lost in them. But this kind of stuff, the scenario conversations are very fun. They're very fun to crawl into the what would you do or what would you have done, which we've done that before here on Daily Thrones. So as always, guys, I say your voice is just as important as my voice here on Daily Thrones. Let's get together. If you have any scenarios, I think we're going to have another one coming from Kevin tomorrow. Um, and uh, you got scenarios, not just theories and speculations. Keep that coming. But you got scenarios, questions? Let's do it. This was really fun to get inside the story of Game of Thrones and wonder what it would be like and what it would take to defend Winterfell from the Night King. In fact, we've got a couple responses right here, right now. Hey, Daily Thrones. It's Liz here. Haven't been on in a while, but I'm glad to be back. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation that Kevin brought up. I was thinking about the snowstorms that could happen um, and also the Red Priestesses coming in. Maybe... Uh, there could be some kind of fire wind situation happening where um, fire gets blown out of proportion by the wind. Uh, could that be a possibility? Also, maybe something happens with that huge arrow launcher that Cersei has. Um, that with Dragonglass could be a really good um, situation for Winterfell if they got that into the Ice Dragon take out the biggest weapon and you I mean you have an easier fight tell me what you guys think thanks so much hey Ken so just thinking about the siege of Winterfell and uh, 
uh, on on the back of Kevin's call and then answer to his call. Um, I agree. I you know you you simply don't hold Winterfell. You don't have a siege at Winterfell. It's that simple. You pull back and you regroup with the rest of the world. Um, obviously, there's a lot of politics stopping that from being a reality, but that's them's the breaks. Um, the one thing that I keep hearing in this conversation about the siege of Winterfell is the idea that the Night King's just going to waltz up and raise the dead from within the crypts. And I, I personally have never disliked an idea more uh, that's Game of Thrones related. It's a really popular theory. I definitely could see it happening, but uh, it's very mustache twirly and and. Yeah, it, w- it would feel cheap to me. That I got to be honest, that would really take a lot of the the wind out of my sails for the eighth season. So, uh, just a couple of thoughts that I wanted to call in and share. So, thanks for taking the call and have a great night. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. I just wanted to give a big shout out to uh, all your listeners on Daily Thrones um, for uh, listening, uh, commenting, and uh, having polite discussion on on the ideas that I presented forward for the Siege of Winterfell and Plan B. Uh, class acts, everybody. Again. Uh, we'll do it again some more. Thanks. All right, Elizabeth, checking back in. It's been a while since she's called in. Elizabeth, you're back. Don't leave. We love your voice here. We love your ideas. We love your thoughts and opinions. And you've got a great one about, uh, you know, fire and wind mixing. Maybe there's some supernatural stuff, some stuff with the weather. The Night King definitely controls the weather we've talked about here. But I really like the idea of the Scorpion Bolt. That is uh, Cersei's secret weapon, the one she rolled out. Last season, Braun used against Drogon almost fatally. And look, there's logistics. Does Cersei want to give this weapon up? Does she want to uh, supply these folks? We already know she's working secretly against them, so I would think not. But if they can get a hold of it, if the Warriors of the North can create their own Scorpion launcher, one of those with Dragonglass, well, you're going to need a few bolts, but one of those... Uh, could do the mark hitting Viserion. That could be key. That could be interesting. And perhaps it's a little bit of foreshadowing. The scorpion itself seemed to uh, show up last season to foreshadow the death of Viserion, um, but not necessarily. I don't know if that means it's going to foreshadow it, uh, Viserion dying again. Um, and yeah, the scorpion bolt didn't take out Viserion, but it showed that it could happen. So I wonder if uh the 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 load has been blown there so to speak if i may say uh of the scorpion being used in the story we saw it it was a great moment between braun and drogon will it factor in again i don't know but it is a fun idea i would like to think that that's possible maybe they've seen it in action they've heard of it in action danny obviously knows what it was maybe they uh decide to build their own make it with some dragon glass that could be interesting and a good tool sir thomas checking in and he agrees he agrees with plan b the idea that it might just be too impossible to hold winterfell you might need to run you might need to retreat to fight another day does that mean you go into the tunnels underneath king's landing who knows that's one of the theories uh that's that's plan b that's what that's what kevin's been talking about for a while go to go to those tunnels that's why they're there that's part of the reason varus mentions that these are what 50 miles of tunnels or whatever whatever it is underground there that you could get most of the population there most of the surviving population and use the wildfire to uh, either, uh, uh, you know, take out the White Walkers. And, of course, the idea, I guess the other idea, and maybe even that's more so, is to, to lead 
the whites down into those tunnels and use the wildfire down there as well. There's a lot of options with Plan B, but I think Thomas agrees. Now, Thomas, yeah, I actually like your take on um, the dead being uh, pulled up from their graves in Winterfell. Uh, another theory we talk about often, uh, another one that Kevin loves. Oh, Kevin, you've got some great theories. Um, but, yeah, I'm, this isn't my favorite one either. This is uh, – uh, I, I, I understand uh, what Thomas is saying that would maybe cheapen or take him out a little bit of season eight. It also would just be too painful, too over-the-top painful to see a undead, headless Ned uh, uh, being brought back to life to fight his own people it, it, it just it would be too it'd be too much to take and i also think it one of the, one of those things that would just kind of be too weird on a show that does get weird sometimes and uh i could see other people i look i wouldn't be surprised if we see an undead hodor um i think it's unlikely but if it happens i could see it and that one as we've talked about before here on this channel is also bittersweet and probably a tough pill to swallow but seeing uh Seeing the dead somehow rise again. Could the bones of Ned Stark reform, headless and all, and fight his own people? I don't think so. I'd hate to see it. But I understand how it could be cool to some people. So if you like the theory, you like the idea, I do want to hear that thought too. I want to hear the other side of that. Could the Starks of years gone by come up from the graves thanks to the power of the Night King, who just might be a Stark himself, and fight the other uh, remaining Starks and their bannermen and their armies at the Siege of Winterfell. So that's that. More coming here on Daily Thrones. And Ross, I'll repost everything about Plan B back up on the channel because, of, you know, it only last 24 hours. But the bottom line is that um, uh, you use uh, the Golden Company as a shield. You use the King's Land. You use uh, the Lannister army to act as a police force and round everybody up. Uh, and you put them into the tunnels. You save the population by putting them underground. And you bring everybody, and then the uh, Night King and his troops come rolling in. And that's how you take out 95% of the army is inside King's Landing. That still gives you, gives our heroes a chance to fight the others and the Night King in a heroic battle. And you can still have air-to-air um, -air combat and things like that. So it's, we still get her uh, heroism. But it's Jamie who's going to light the wildfire, not Cersei. Cersei is not going to do anything. Everybody thinks it's the Mad Queen that's going to blow up King's Landing. It's not. It's Jamie, and that's how Jamie takes out Cersei. Thanks. Uh, hey, Ken. Uh, so today, Kit Harrington brought up the unaired original pilot that was filmed for Game of Thrones, and notably in it, you know, a different actress played Daenerys Targaryen, and a different actress played Catelyn Stark, and everyone says it wasn't very good. But my question is, would you want to see this unaired pilot as like a supplement, maybe, on like the season 8 Blu-ray? I'll tell you why I would want to see it. The main, one of the main reasons I would want to see it is because there was a scene filmed for it, a flashback scene of the Mad King uh, killing uh, Brandon Stark and Rickot Stark. And I, for just for that alone, I have to admit, I would kind of want to see that scene. I have seen a still photo of the scene. That's all they've released from the unaired pilot, but I would be down to see it. All right, Eric, with a great call about Kit Harrington mentioning the unaired pilot, and this is one of those uh, wonderful legendary things. You know how we kind of all grew up knowing that Eric Stoltz was actually in Back to the Future, and it wasn't for a long time until we saw 
uh, scenes and some of the stuff, shots and pictures and everything. They kept it, uh, you know, under wraps. Different time in the media world, of course. Social media makes it easier for that stuff to get out. So the question of would I want to see the unaired pilot, say a supplemental material, following uh, season eight on the season eight DVD Blu-ray release. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. It would be fascinating to watch. I think there's a lot of logistics and that even actually happening, including uh, paying uh, the actors again, all that kind of stuff. Who knows? I'm putting, hey, work it out. The biggest hurdle just might be the creators not wanting that out there to show how work didn't, uh, how it just didn't work, how it just didn't turn out well. Uh, it was, by all accounts, bad, like Eric said, and, and, and could have sunk the whole show. It's a credit to HBO in this age of uh, gut reactions, fast cancellations, and all those things. It's a credit for them to believe so much in the project, to to really refilm a lot of it, to recast key roles. That is why uh, you shoot a pilot, but sometimes, as we know, pilots go to air, decisions get made, and shows drift off into nothing. Um, but would I love to see it? Yeah. Would I love to see that scene? Of Ned's family getting killed, murdered by the Mad King. Yes, maybe they just released that. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but it would be absolutely fas- fascinating to see the Game of Thrones we almost got. What do you guys think? You want to see it? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. Join the conversation. More scenario talk tomorrow. If you still have a plan on how to defend Winterfield, Winterfell, uh, let me know. Call in here. Favor the broadcast. Share the broadcast. Daily podcast is available. You guys know the drill. Follow me on Twitter at Ken Knapsack. You can use that hashtag Daily Thrones to reach out there as well. We'll talk to you guys later. See you tomorrow. Bye.